This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, good morning, everyone. I'm Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. I'm your auto repair shop coach, and my goal is to help you, the independent auto repair shop owner, make your dreams come true. We do that by opening your mind to things you didn't know you didn't know and by getting you out from under your business and putting you in charge of your future and your family's future. My goal is for you to stop having a hobby and start having a business you can be proud of and take time away from. First and foremost, I want to thank AutoLeap. Without their continued support, this podcast would not be available free to you. If you're in the market for a great shop management system, please see the show notes for a demo link. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from today's topic. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. During today's episode, we're going to be talking about people quit people, not companies. We're going to be talking about how the door swings both ways. We're going to be talking about why do people quit? As always, if you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk, feel free to get with me, Chris at AutofixSOS.com. Let's get started with episode 95, Leadership Gold Chapter 16, People Quit People, Not Companies. So the first part of this chapter, as we get into it, talks about the door swings both ways. All organizations have an influx and outflow of people that works similar to that of a revolving door. People come in through that door because they have a reason they want to be part of that company maybe even your company. Perhaps the vision of the organization resonates with them or they believe the company holds great opportunities for them or they value the financial and benefit package the company offers. Or maybe they just admire the company's leader. There are as many reasons as there are people who apply for a job, but when they exit the company through that door, chances are they all have something in common. Their desire to leave for greener pastures, quote unquote, is often motivated by the need to get away from somebody. I had a great technician, probably one of the best technicians I ever worked with. He came to me as Chris, I can't take it anymore. I want to leave. I think I've told this story probably before. And I'm like, man, what's going on? And he's like, I can't handle working with so-and-so anymore. And I'm like, well, tell me about it. He was a younger technician. The technician right next to him in the other bay was an older technician. Probably you guys know the type in his fifties or sixties. And Anytime he cleaned up his bay, he would clean it up, make a little pile, and then sweep that pile all the way over into this technician's bay. It was like a daily occurrence. Apparently, I'd never noticed it. So shame on me for not seeing things like that. But thank goodness he brought that to my attention. I'm like, hey, man, I don't want you to leave because this is happening. He was ready to quit a really, really good job making really, really good money because somebody was sweeping stuff into his bay. To him, that was enough. And I don't know, there might have been, I mean, you could almost call it bullying behavior, but these are things you need to watch out for. And I tell that story to be like, I could have lost the best technician I ever had in that shop because of this situation. Remember that most of the time your employees are leaving to get away from someone. Could be you, could be somebody else, but they're leaving because somebody's doing something in that business or doing it incorrectly. So why do people quit? As leaders, we'd like to think that when people leave, it has little to do with us, but the reality is that we're often the reason. Some sources estimate that as many as 65% of people leaving companies do so because of their managers. 65%. We may say that people quit their job or their company, but the reality is that they usually quit their leaders. The company doesn't do anything negative to them. 
people do negative things to them. Sometimes coworkers cause the problems that prompt people to leave, but often the people who alienate employees are their direct supervisors. Most leaders can make a good impression on employees when they first meet. Add to that the optimism people have when they start a new job. They want a new job to work out, but over time, leaders will be recognized for who they really are, not who they're trying to appear to be. If a boss is a jerk, it's only a matter of time before an employee knows it. So what kinds of people do employees quit? Most often, they come in four types. Number one, people quit people who devalue them. More on the story vein, an elderly couple, George and Mary Lou, were celebrating their golden wedding anniversary. And with the divorce rate so high, a reporter wondered about the secret for success. So he asked George, what's your recipe for a long, happy marriage? George explained that after their wedding, his new father-in-law took him aside and handed him a little package. Inside that package was a gold watch that George still used to this day, and he showed it to the reporter. Across the face of the watch, where he could see it a dozen times a day, were written the words, Say something nice to Mary Lou. All of us like to hear good things said about us, and we all want to be appreciated. However, many people don't receive positive feedback and appreciation at work. Often it's quite the opposite. They feel devalued, their bosses act superior and treat them with disdain or even worse, contempt. And that spells disaster for any relationship, even a professional working relationship. I'm going to put a pin in that for just a second. And I'm a big believer that you should go out into your business every day and find people doing things correctly. Find people doing good. Don't punish them when they're doing stuff bad. If you can help it, find them doing things good, find them doing things well, reinforce that behavior. Again, I said this in a webinar yesterday. It's like training a dog. You hit the clicker, you reward the positive, and that will get done again and again. So in Malcolm Gladwell's book, Blink, he writes about a relationship expert who is able to reliably predict the potential success of a couple's marriage based on their interaction with one another. And what was it that he looked for that indicated that a marriage relationship was headed for disaster? It was contempt. If one of the partners treated the others with contempt, the relationship was usually doomed to fail. It is impossible to add value to someone we devalue. If we don't respect someone, we cannot treat them with respect. Why is that? We cannot consistently believe in a way that is inconsistent with our beliefs. When leaders devalue their people, they begin to manipulate them. They start treating them like objects, not people, and that is never appropriate for a leader to do. So what's the solution? You look for people's value and express your appreciation for them. Leaders are often good at finding value in an opportunity or a deal. They need to have a similar mindset when it comes to people. Find the value in the people who work for you. Praise them for their contribution. You know, they may contribute value to customers with the products they produce or the services they provide. They may contribute value to the organization by increasing its overall worth. They may also contribute value to their coworkers, building them up or maximizing their performance. Find something to appreciate in them and they will appreciate work working for you. Gosh, I wish I could remember off the top of my head what episode it was, but we did a podcast episode with Matt Fanslow. Brian and Kim Walker. And we were talking about, do you get rid of the team member that contribute, may not be the most productive person in the group as far as technicians go, but without them, productivity would lessen. And that person makes everybody else around them more productive. What do you do with that person? How do you reward that person? How do you make them a more integral part of the team? AutoLeap is a cloud-based, all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business, from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. 
Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth. 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers. Three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence. 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. Number two, people quit people who were untrustworthy. Michael Winston, Managing Director and Chief Leadership Officer for Countrywide Financial says, Effective leaders ensure that people feel strong and capable. In every major survey on practices of effective leaders, trust in the leader is essential if other people are going to follow that person over time. People must experience the leader as believable, credible, and trustworthy. One of the ways trust is developed, whether in the leader or any other person, is through consistency and behavior. Trust is also established when words and deeds are congruent. Do what you say, say what you do. Have anybody out there ever worked with people you couldn't trust? It's a terrible experience, right? So nobody likes to work with someone they can't rely on. Unfortunately, survey conducted by Manchester Consulting indicates that trust in the workplace is on the decline. They discovered that the five quickest ways that leaders lost the trust of their people in the workplace were acting inconsistently in what they say and do. Number two, seeking personal gain above shared gain. Three, withholding information. That's a huge one. Four, lying or telling half-truths. And the last one, being closed-minded. When leaders break trust with their people, it's like the breaking of a mirror. If you strike a mirror with a stone and the glass shatters, while it may be possible to recover all the pieces and glue them back together, the mirror is always going to show those cracks. The greater the damage done, the more distorted the image is, and it becomes very difficult to overcome the damage done in a relationship when trust has been lost. In contrast, the survey found that the best ways for leaders to build trust were to, number one, maintain integrity. Number two, openly communicate their vision and values. Number three, show respect for fellow employees as equal partners. Number four, focus on shared goals more than their personal agendas. And number five, do the right thing regardless of personal risk. Building and maintaining trust as a leader is a matter of integrity and communication If you don't want people to quit you, you need to be consistent, open, and truthful with them. Number three, people quit people who are incompetent. When I first started talking about that, one of the complaints I hear most often from people is that they work for individuals who are not good leaders. Everyone wants to feel that their leader can handle the job, whether they're a worker on the factory floor, a salesperson, mid-level manager, athlete, volunteer, auto repair shop owner. Anybody. Leaders need to inspire confidence, and they do that not with charisma, but with competence. When leaders are incompetent, they become a distraction to the team. They waste people's energy. They waste people's time. They prevent people from keeping the main thing the main thing. They take the focus from the vision and values of the organization and place it on the behavior of the leader. If the people working for an incompetent leader have a high degree of skill, they will continually worry about the leader messing things up. If they don't have skill or experience, they won't know what to do. Either way, productivity declines, morale suffers, and positive momentum becomes impossible. An incompetent leader will not lead competent people for long. The law of respect in the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership states people naturally follow leaders stronger than themselves. 
People whose leadership ability is a seven won't follow a leader who's a four. Instead, they quit and find someone else somewhere else to lead them that's above their number level seven. Number four, people quit people who are insecure. And this is a big thing. I have a lot of a lot of shop owners who their self-image is low, their self-worth is low, they don't value themselves, and that in turn turns into insecurity. So this is a big one. If a leader values people, possesses integrity, and displays competence, then people will be content to follow, right? Mm, Not necessarily. Even if leaders possess those three qualities, there's still one characteristic that will drive people away from them, and that's insecurity. Some insecure leaders are easy to spot. Their desire for power, position, and recognition comes out in an obvious display of fear, suspicion, distrust, or jealousy. But sometimes, though, it can be more subtle. Exceptional leaders do two things. They develop other leaders and they work themselves out of a job. Insecure leaders never do that. Instead, they try to make themselves indispensable. They don't want to train their people to reach their potential and be more successful than they are. In fact, they don't want them to be able to succeed without their help. And then anytime someone who works for them rises up to too high a level, they see it as a threat. People want to work for leaders who fire them up, not who put out their fire. They want leaders who will lift them up and help them fly not who keep them down. They want mentors who will keep them reach their potential and succeed. If they perceive that their leader is more concerned with maintaining their authority and protecting their position, they'll eventually find someone else to work for. So that's great, Chris, but how do we correct this or what do we do? So here's your recipe for retention. No matter how good a leader you are, you'll occasionally lose people. That's part of leadership. It's going to happen. However, you can do things to make yourself the kind of leader that other people want to follow. And here are the things you can do to remind yourself that people quit people, not companies. Number one, take responsibility for your relationship with others. When a relationship goes bad, initiate action to try to make the relationship better. Number two, when people leave you, do an exit interview. The purpose of the interview is to discover if you are the reason they're leaving. If so, apologize and take the high road with them. Number three, put a high value on those who work with you. It's wonderful when the people believe in their leader. It's more wonderful when the leader believes in their people. Number four, put credibility at the top of your leadership list. You may not always be competent. There are times when every leader finds themselves in over their head. However, you can always be trustworthy. Number five, recognize that your positive emotional health creates a secure environment for people. Therefore, when you think positively, practice right behavior toward others and follow the golden rule. Number six, Maintain a teachable spirit and nurture your passion for personal growth. If you keep learning so you can continue leading, if you keep growing, you will never become the lid on the potential of your people. One of the worst things that can happen to an organization is to lose its best people. When that happens, don't blame it on the company, the competition, the market, or the economy. Blame it on the leaders. Look within. Look at the person in the mirror. Never forget, people quit people, not companies. If you want to keep your best people and help your organization fulfill its mission, then become a better leader. So that brings us to the application exercises. Number one, can your people rely on you? Are you the kind of leader your people can trust no matter the circumstances or conditions? Answer each of the following questions based on the findings of the Manchester Consulting Report. Is there ever inconsistency between what I say and what I do? Do I ever seek personal gain above the shared gain of the team? Do I ever withhold information from my people? Do I ever lie or tell half-truths? Am I ever closed-minded? 
If you answer yes to any of those questions, you have a credibility problem with your people. So what you need to do is you need to begin working to remedy the situation by doing these following steps. Maintain your integrity by making your words and deeds consistent. Openly communicate your vision and values. Show respect for workers as equal partners. Focus on shared goals more than your personal agenda. Do the right thing regardless of personal risk. The process of gaining credibility will not occur overnight. But if you consistently practice those five things, over time, your people will begin to trust you. Number two, what's your attitude toward your people? If you're a leader, how do you see your people? Are they subordinates who simply need to do what you say? Are they resources to be managed and manipulated? Are they a necessary evil to be tolerated in order to make the business succeed? Are they co-laborers who have a valuable and necessary role just as you do? If your attitude is anything other than the fourth one, it isn't the positive one needed to be a successful leader. Take steps to change it. Learn more about your people, what they do, and how they contribute to the team. Number three, do you express your appreciation? It's not enough just to think highly of your people. You need to express your belief in them and show your appreciation for them. Take time this week. Take time today to tell the individuals who follow you why you value them and to thank them for their work. Period. End of story. Finally, the mentoring moment for this week. I want you to sit down with the people you're mentoring and review the turnover of workers in their area. What kinds of patterns do you see? What kinds of people have they been losing? What level of ownership do they take for their losses? Ask them to describe what they do to express value to employees, develop trust with others, increase their own competence, and develop personal security. Also help them to improve in areas where they fall short. Be truthful, have an open line of communication, and make sure you're teaching to others. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from Autofix Auto Shop Coaching, reminding you that it never always gets worse, but sometimes it has to get worse to get better. And remember, don't stop working today because tomorrow needs you. Please feel free to reach out to me, Chris at AutofixSOS.com, or give me a call at 940-400-1008. Have a great day, everybody. Rise and grind. You've been listening to the Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the AftermarketRadioNetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.